0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan and today I'm uh with you to look ahead to the top 5 bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts and um it's been a good few weeks in in terms of our betting show. We uh hit a couple of bets last week. We hit uh out of the double show. The week before we hit 6 out of 8, so not a bad run as we come in here towards the end of the year and we aim for that uh that 50% tally, which I'm not sure if we're going to make it. Maybe not, but we're not too far away from it. Overall, as we stand now, we're uh, 84 of 169. So, you know, not not too far off there, I suppose. Um, and that's that's almost, almost at the 50%, uh, 50% mark. And we have 13 of the 43 in terms of the flyer. So I'm, I'm very, very happy with that. I think... Um, if you were to tell me you were to hit a, a one flyer a month, I'd be happy with that at the start of the year, and I'm happy with it towards the end of the year. So we had, uh, we had a great run of them at the start of the year, but um, maybe not as good in, in, in recent months, but still, I, I'm happy enough with that for the year. Uh, just to go over, last week we got two of four, and the flyer didn't hit. The flyer was the... Um, uh the parlay of all the championship fights in the pfl and obviously we had uh you know we had a couple of close ones but we had a couple of uh blowouts we had a couple of ones going the wrong way so i had braga megamed sharapov sorry Mari- megamed kerimov even uh, pacheco Golsov, Silvera and collard and uh you know what did i go half and half there i had pacheco megamed kerimov Uh, I didn't actually address them wrong. Braga, the Braga one, a bit of an early stoppage, so I'll take that one back. Clay Collard had it. I mean, he had it and he kind of threw it away. Silvera, what a performance from Impa Impa Kasanga. I know there was a couple of people giving me sick last week saying I should have picked Impa, and they were absolutely right. What a run he has had this year. And another great performance out of him and uh, Fahea last week as well great performance. Uh, in the straight-up bets, then the two I got wrong were the two I mentioned, uh, Silvera and Golsov, but the two I had, Megan May Karamov, minus 143. Such a good price. I, I think I said it last week, I, ugh, I, just, I just could not leave that price behind me. I really couldn't. And prince Brunson blows 150. Um, it's funny because Ray Cooper, I, I have Ray Cooper and one of my bets this week kind of has, has a similar reasoning. So maybe I'll leave that later on. But Ray Cooper just... It just felt like he hasn't been the same fighter since you know, he got the million. And it felt like maybe now is the time to go to the UFC and stuff. And I, I remember a few people saying it at the time, like, oh, what's he going to do? Go to the UFC and get 10 and 10 or whatever. And like, okay, yeah, that's that's a fair enough argument. You know, why would you be fighting for 10 and 10 when you could win the million? But, you know, when you don't win the million then and you're two years in a row and then you sit out for a long time because you don't want to be in the tournament and you go up to middleweight and then you miss weight at middleweight, it just... It, it was a it was a big issue and I, I really like Derek Brunson coming in there, you know, new lease and life. Um and he won that at the plus one fifty was a good prize. Look, easy to be the general after battle, but I did pick it beforehand as well. I I, I pick a lot of bad ones beforehand as well. But uh we will uh, we will take that one and uh, we will run with it. So those two from last week and two pretty good prices at that as well. Right, let's look ahead to this week. And you know what? This card. Honestly, it's it's pretty good. Uh, this UFC card. is the only main mixed martial arts this weekend. We've Benilde Sharman, Saryukin, Jalen Turner, Bobby Green, Rob Font, Davidson Figueredo um, Sean Brady, Kelvin Gastelum, and uh, and a few more as well. Misha Taylor on the card, uh, and the first bet of the week also on the card in Drakkar Klossa. Um, I've uh, and he's minus one three two uh, at the time of recording. I, I'm a big fan of Drakar Klose. I just really like. I really like the way he fights. I really like how well rounded he is. He's a very good record, thirteen and two. The only problem with Dracar close is the is the fitness, is the injuries, is the ability to kind of keep it going. Like he, he's a guy who's had a nightmare of the last few years. Like he fought once in twenty nineteen, once in twenty twenty, didn't fight at all in twenty twenty one after losing to Dariush in twenty twenty, and then fought. Twice last year, kind of thinking kind of maybe things are turning around, but now he hasn't fought since July of last year. So, what's that? 16, 17 months out of the cage again. It's been a nightmare run, really, for Drakkar But, like, the ability that man has. Like, let's look, look at a few of the, the wins he has Bobby Green, Lando Venata, Marcus Casey, Devon Powell. Um, you know, going back a, a long while. The only two losses to Benito Ariush and David Taylor, who was on a grey run time back in 2017. Um,. And he's drawing there as well. Sorry, I, I should have said. I should have said that thirteen, two, and one. Um, I just, I, I love, I love everything about Drakkar Kloss. The way he fights is a very uh, technical, tactical, uh, full way. Let's put it that way. Like there's no known weakness in Drakkar Klaus. I feel like, I feel like he can. If you put him in a, in a defensive wrestling position, he can do very well there. If you look for him to offensively wrestle. He can do that. But, like, what what is he best at? He's best at being a technical striker. Like, he was one of the guys who were uh, the first adopters of the calf kick. Like, his showcase against Marcia Casey in that fight, you know, was was just fantastic. In my opinion, that was one of the first fights where it... if And we've seen calf kicks and we've seen leg kicks before, but it felt like that was one of the first fight, fights where it was almost uh here here we go here we'll do it it was a light on kind of moment <laughs> there we go. you know it was a it was a light bulb moment you know, for um for mma and i really think that was kind of the turning point where people started doing him a lot more and he's one of these guys that thinks outside of the box but can also perform it on the highest level i suppose and if he can produce what he has produced in the past not even, like, a big uptake or anything. Uh, and, you know, let, let's put it that way first, right? If he can produce that, he'd be a very good and very competitive fighter with anyone uh, in the division. But if he can add a few things, like he has done before, that are out of the box but very good, he can go to an absolute next level. And I truly believe that with Drakkar Klaus. Joe Silecki on the other side of it, then, you know, um, I was reading my guy uh, Tom Feely here over in... Uh, um, Sherdog, his preview and he used the phrase a kind of a narrow window to win for Selechi compared to Drakkar and that's a very good way to describe it um, Selechi is very good at what he's very good at and what's that like offensive wrestling, you know he's 9 submission wins and he's 13 wins and that tells the whole story there before you even look at him you know he's a good athlete, strong all of that um, but he, I don't think he is as oh, proficient to a high level as close is in most areas. Now, if you're to go a straight wrestling match where Seleki takes him down, yes, absolutely, he can win that. W- will it be easy for him to win? No, because Klaus is a very good uh, anti-wrestling game or defensive wrestling game as well. But if you're to put this into a striking match, like, can, can Selecki strike? Absolutely. Can he kick? Can he do it? Yes, he can do it all. But is he as good as close? Is he going to be as I, I love using the phrases tactical and technical. Is is he going to is he going to be that? I don't think so. No. Here's the other side of it. Close has been out for a good while. Um and it's not easy to just pick it up and play, you know? Um select it look select himself he, he, it's not like he's been the most active. He's only fought once this year, once last year, twice the year before, once the year before that uh, as well. When he got and you know he got in to the, the UFC in 2019. So look, there, he's been more active. Let's put it that way. But he's, it's not as if he's fighting four times a year himself or anything like that. But I just think, look, he, here's how I think this fight will go. I think Close will come out and he'll take the initiative. Whether and when I say initiative. Some people might think, oh, take the center, push him back, keep him on the end of the jab. Not even necessarily that. Maybe he'll want Selecki to kind of come on to him, land a few counters, stop a couple of takedowns, and then when Selecki kind of, like, says, okay, I'm going to have to do something else here, then it's where he kind of m- makes tea, like, you know? Um, and from that point on, if that does happen, I think I think it's, it's almost smooth sailing. You know, Selecki's never knocked anyone out in his career, doesn't have a big shot like that, and if you can stop that wrestling... Um, I think you're You're onto a winner there For Drakkar Close And I do think you will win uh, And I think that minus one three two is a, is a really 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 good price Like if this was A couple of years ago um, And you were to get that price It's actually Like it's it's actually Coming in a bit now It's into minus one two five, Which I'm surprised I thought it would go The other way To be honest But um, I love that price As I said If that was a few years ago I don't think you'd be getting That price on Drakkar close So uh, I'm definitely Going for him in that one And that's my first bet uh, Of the week um, the second bit of the week I, I'll be honest I kind of half bailed out of, of this one But I'm going for Turner and Green To go to decision At plus 120 um, And there's two reasons I went for this First reason Three rounds right? So it was supposed to be a five round fight for Bobby Green And the other reason Is it's short notice for Jalen Turner Uh, obviously with Dan Hooker was supposed to have I almost said Dan Henderson there Dan Hooker was supposed to fight Bobby Green right so the the conundrum I had was like who am I picking in this fight and I was going to pick and I I still am picking uh, Jalen Turner to to win the fight but as a bet he's minus 225 and I kind of looked at that and I kind of like Am I a hundred percent sure that he is going to win on short notice against the guy who has been preparing for a five round fight? And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure at that price. If you were to give me, you know, if you were to give me same price, I got closer there, like a minus uh, one thirty, 130, minus one thirty five, or something. I probably would have gone for it, but I think that's a little bit steep. If this was full camp against full camp, yes, absolutely, I think there's not wrong with that price. I ju- I, I just think Jalen Turner. Uh, is a better tactical and technical fighter than Bobby Green all around. Although Bobby Green, what he's good at, he's really good at. And that is, you know, his uh, intelligence in terms of uh, tactics and te- <laughs> technique, I suppose. He can, he can hit where he needs to hit. He can uh, set up shots very well, uh, well as we saw in the, uh, the Grant Dawson fight. He can execute them very well, but sometimes he does get drawn in. To places where he shouldn't Not necessarily brawls or anything like that But gets drawn into places where he shouldn't get drawn into But he is very good I I just think Turner Like you look at Turner over the last while And you think okay He lost the the aforementioned Dan Hooker And Matthias Kamrad uh, as well Both sweet decisions, both very close uh, and maybe you think, okay, he's kind of off the boil a little bit And you look at Bobby Green And maybe the opposite has happened He's beat Grant Dawson, beat Tony Ferguson uh, You know, after a couple of losses back in uh, 2022 And you might be thinking, okay, he's on the upward trajectory But I think I, I think that's fair, right? That one is on an upward trajectory I'm not sure Turner is on a downward trajectory He just, you know, lost a couple of fights And, and maybe he's at the start of an upward trajectory But you have to give respect the green but we also must not forget how good of a fighter turner actually is and i'm picking him because of that because he is a very good fighter like he can he can do it all you know he's a very good submission game uh he has knockout power he's a lot of fights a lot of experience as well um and you know <laughs> you know at 28 years of age to have 20 fights let's put it that way it's a good way of uh, of saying it now the record isn't isn't amazing let's put it that way at 13 and 7 but he's beaten some very good guys you know on the way up I suppose the likes of Monarchy Riddell even even uh, Josh Coulabaugh who's been on a good run since and he's been in there with some tough guys like Favola and Luke and, and the, the two lads Cameron and Hooker I mentioned earlier on um I just feel that overall game will be a little bit too much for Bobby Green, and that's why I think he'll win, right? So, and that's very simply put. The reason I'm going for this to go to a decision, and I'm actually not even picking him to win, because I think Bobby Green will be mad up for this, right? And when I say mad up for it, I I think he will come out early, and he'll be on it. And I wonder how long that will last. I think he'll win the first round, but will he win the second round is my question. And I think at, at a certain point, Turner will kind of figure him out a little bit and start landing shots maybe land a takedown or maybe push him against the cage or do what he needs to do, find more of a way. You know, as, as, as Tom said, the, the, uh, the narrow gap to victory. I think Green's gap is narrower to victory in this fight. But at the same time, the two points he was preparing for five rounds and his opponent took this fight on short notice. That is a big key for me and a big reason why I think this fight will go to the decision. If if this was um, not on chart notice, if Turner and Green were fighting straight up, I think maybe, you know, maybe Turner could get the finish. Maybe, you know, um, maybe he'd go at Green an awful lot and take it to him. And at the other side of it, maybe Green would wilt, having only prepared for three rounds. And maybe he'd fight in a, you know, um, a more unburdened way. Whereas now he can fight in a more unburdened way, but he has that maybe five rounds of gas in him, you know? So I think that'll really help him. I think the Charnos will hinder Turner a bit, and I just wonder, like, will it take it from a finish win to a decision win to maybe a Green win, right? So there are the three levels I take it to there, and, like, two of those three levels, see if I go to decision, in my opinion. Now maybe Green will knock him out or whatever, but I do feel it's going to go long, and that's why I'm going for that bet Turner versus Green to go to the decision plus 120 I like that price as well plus 120 I think it's very very good right next bet here we are going for uh, and this price has gone in um, it's actually gone in and out let me just check again where we are right now at the moment so uh, this bet is Rob Font Um, and the price I have written on here is minus 136 so this started out about minus 142 They went out to minus 152, minus 162, out to minus 176, out to minus 183 at its biggest. And now it's back in to around minus 136. I see it in one place there, minus 144. Um, So this price has gone in and out. And I can, honestly, again, I can see why. Um, I've a very, very... Quick and easy reasoning for picking this. And that is that I feel like some fighters get stuck in their ways. And what I mean by that is you fight someone and then you continue fighting them, almost for the rest of your career. Uh I, I think the best example of it is Tyron Woodley. He fought Wonderboy and then he kept fighting Wonderboy. You know, every fight after the Wonderboy fight was the tactics he used for Wonderboy. Now what made Figueredo brilliant, in my opinion, was his ability than that big. Remember the Joseph Benavidez shot, the big shot, put it all out there. You know, trust your big blows to be bigger than your opponent's big blows, right? So there's two points as why I'm picking Rob Font, right? I think he's given that up in the Moreno Quadrology one it'll be very hard to get back too. But the third point of it is, I don't know if he trusts his cardio to do that over five rounds, right? And now this is over three rounds. So the point here is, if he can't adjust back to his old ways, which he probably should have in, in recent fights, is he going to be able to do it again? And if he can't do it again, and now he's fighting three rounds instead of five rounds. Where is that going to leave him? Like you get in there with rubber and also like the, the it was the speed and power that was a big thing for Figueroa. Robert is a is a pretty fast guy and a very good technical guy, right? So like, are you going to land those big speed shots in him? Mm. You land you'll definitely like he land shots. There's no doubt about it. But is he going to land at? I suppose the clip he landed at. In the way class down where he was also a bigger guy as well. I'm not sure. And also, are, is the power going to be the same? Is that power going to carry up against a guy like Rob Font who has fought, you know, Jose Aldo? who is the, obviously, you know, he fought a 155, 1145. He fought... You know, some Marlon Morais, a big hitter. He fought Tomas Almeida, a big hitter. John Lineker, a big hitter. You know, all big hitters from that weight class or, or even a weight class above. Um, it's, it's just going to be tough. It is going to be tough for Figueredo, I think. And I used to be like a massive admirer of Figueredo. Another point as well, he's 35 years of age. You know, and you can look at Font and go, okay, he's 36 years of age, but he's been fighting in that division. You know, he's not kind of looking for a new lease on life. That's maybe the phrase for the day, but um, he has reached a higher level than Rob Font. He's reached a very high level. But I just, it's sometimes, and my, my next pick maybe will, will reflect this as well, but sometimes you see a fighter and you kind of just maybe lose a bit of trust in him. You know, you just lose... What you know, a certain fighter you respect what they are, and not respect is the wrong word though, you admire uh you know, champion what they are based on specific parts of their game, and when they lose that it's very hard to get it back very, very, very hard to get it back now, maybe we could say like he fought no one but Brandon Moreno for the last four fights since 2020, no one so, maybe it's not, maybe I'm wrong on that, but just felt in the Brandon Moreno fights, it was gradually getting less and less all the time. And I think Font might realise that and might pray in it. And uh, I think this is a good fight for Rob Font to win. So, I'm going for him. In that one, the price I have here is minus one, three, six. Right, the next bet I have, and I, I alluded to it there Kelvin Gaston, Sean Brady. I'm going for Sean Brady straight up minus one. Uh, twenty. He's actually sorry. I'm actually looking at here. He's into minus one eighteen, which is uh, a very, very, very good price for Sean Brady. Uh, I looked at it earlier on. It was minus one thirty six. Let's just have a look at where it's gone in and out from. It um, started out at minus one ten, Then minus minus one twenty, uh, minus one twenty six for a while, all the way out to minus one thirty eight. In fact, it was on the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth, so a couple of days ago here. You know, I, I really like this price. I I think I think this is based on I saw I saw a press conference Kelvin Gastelum did, and he looked he looked really good. He looked in good form, but he looked in good shape and all in that. Um, and Kelvin Gastelum at his best. Look, here's a question: Can Kelvin Gastelum at his best beat Sean Brady? Absolutely, there's no doubt about it, right? Can Sean Brady beat Kelvin Gastelum? I think he can as well, right? So there's there's three two three two two questions answered. But who is going to win? Again, Kelvin Gastelum is one of those guys that has kind of lost my trust in what he can do, right? So, he beat Chris Carter the last time out a very good win. He showed again what he could do. But before that, he lost Kanye or lost to you know, He beat Heinish, but he lost to Hermanson Till. And Adesanya, all good fighters like that, Adesanya fight was a uh, fight for the ages, obviously, as we all know. Um, and Sean Brady, you know, it's, it's you know, banking a lot on what Sean Brady has showed before his last fight obviously he fought and lost to Bilal Mohamed it was over a year ago now at this stage and you're kind of banking him I suppose making that comeback here so maybe I'm going with a little bit of different logic for this but I, although it's a similar maybe logic to the, the Turner one I, I really like Sean Brady I like the way he fights and if you're writing him off or saying he's not a good fighter based on losing badly to Bilal Muhammad, then I just don't think you respect how good Bilal Mohamed is as a fighter. Bilal is a really good wrestler. He can strike, he can do it all. And to lose to him, you know, when you're, what, 16 fights into your career, when you're 30 years of age, uh, you know, what tw- well, was it, 29 years of age, even I think at the time he just turned 31. So yeah, I would have been uh 29, I think. There's no, no shame in that whatsoever, right? But... I just think that if Brady is on it, right? And, and when I say on it now, I mean, um, so uh, I think Gastel needs to be more on it than Brady. Let's put it that way. I think Gastel needs to be on it in terms of like, he needs to be on fire, in shape as he is, but like in a good mental space as well. And also in like, a, uh, I've shown up for it today type of way. Whereas I think for Sean Brady, it all all has to be, I need to put those demons behind me. I need to go out and do what I do. And he's done that every time. Like, the Sean Brady's not one of these guys who just doesn't turn up. The Blam Ahmed one, he just got beat by a better fighter on the night, right? So, if let's say that happens, right? The best Gaston turns up, the best Brady turns up. I, I'm banking on the best Brady to win. And that that is, that is a, a big, I suppose, leap of faith and a big, uh, you know... I suppose a, a big signification of my belief and how good I think Sean Brady is, but Gaslam, what like what Gaslam's really good at? He look Gaslam can change things up, and he's actually a very, I think, an underrated wrestler and grappler. And he can, uh, as I mentioned, change things up in the middle of his striking. But I think his striking is very, very, very good. Um, but so is Brady's, and I really like the way Brady strikes. I really like how he kind of, um. Boxes in a way that is a more boxing-orientated way than an MMA boxing-orientated way, if you get me. And he can do it safely, well, up until the Bilal Muhammad fight. I'm interested to see how that adjusts, right? So if we watch this fight and we see Sean Brady adjust to the wrestling of Gaslam and stop it, get him into a striker match and beat him in a striker match, we're homeward bound in for Sean Brady. We really are. And... The reason I'm going for him in that is I trust that he will bounce back Right And after that The decision As we spoke about before is Where are the most inconsistencies coming from in both of them And If It's a case that Gatslam Is having an off there Or isn't You know As good as he once was I think Brady is well good enough To take advantage of that And that's basically why I'm going for Sean Brady and I like the prices on minus 118. I really like that. All right, final bet of the week, the flyer. Um, and this is from the main event. And I'm going for Benil Dariush, the win inside the distance at plus 450. I have a bit of a team. Uh <laughs> to, to steal uh, a phrase from uh who was it, Ray Jones Jr. You all must have forgot this week. I'm coming like I'm going for a lot of lads coming off of losses who were just very, very good. And that's why I'm feeling here with, with Benil Dariush. Um I did two podcasts this week. Um I, I think the one with uh, Ian will be out already here talking about the lightweight picture and my colleague uh, Graham McDonald as well over in Severe and May. And we kind of all looked at this fight and kind of said Saryukin is a really good wrestler and grappler, but are you really going to want to wrestle and grapple with a guy whose jiu-jitsu is as good as Dariush? And then we looked at it and said, he is an effective striker, but does he have the power to knock out Dariush? Where Dariush's, you know, his chin might be his biggest issue. And if he hasn't, and he strikes on him, is he good enough to beat him in a striker matchup? Um, And those questions... Those, simply those questions, it'll come down to more than that, but those were positively answered towards Darius for all three of us, and negatively answered towards Saryukin for all three of us, and when that is the case, I I think it's very hard not to pick one guy, because you look at Darius's record, right? And he was on an unbelievable win streak till he met Charles Oliveira. But I said it before, I picked Charles Oliveira to win by first round knockout in that fight. It was a terrible, horrible matchup for Benil Darius. It was a guy who had as good a jiu-jitsu as him who punches way harder than him. Like, that's just a nightmare. <laughs> that's a nightmare for Dariush. But before that, he beat Gamrot, Ferguson, Faheya, Holtzman, Drakkar, Klose, who just told you how much I think of him, and a few more, including Drew Dauber. Even back in the day, he beat the likes of James, Vic Michael Johnson, Jim Miller etc. 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 Right? This guy is really, really, really good. And sometimes we forget that. One last ah, uh, you know, ah uh, he's not good enough for top level. No, no. This guy is good enough like. Now, is he still good enough? Like some, some people lose and they're they're never the same again or they don't have the you know the, the want to climb up again. Fair like that could happen. Fair enough, but that's that that's kind of something we will find out after the weekend. But as we are now, I st- like I have you have to respect Benil Dariush's ability. Now I respect Armin Saryukin's ability as well. There's no shredder doubt about that. Like he's only lost to Bakashev and Gamrat uh you know, since the first couple of fights of his career. And he's beaten some very, very good guys as well. And there's absolutely a route and a way for him to win. I look, there's a reason I didn't pick Dariush straight up here, and I went for him as a flyer. Um Saryukin very much could take him down. And nullify his jujitsu at wrestling. There's, there's no shape or doubt about that. In fact, that is almost the most likely method of victory here. But I think the second most likely method of victory here is him getting caught with a big shot, or him getting outboxed, or him getting caught in a submission. Because Darius... You know, he is a finisher He's 13 finishes uh, on his record You know, n- maybe not as much as so much lately You know, it's, it's a good few years since he's, he's finished someone off But it's a different sort of matchup And I think you realise he's kind of fighting for his life And fighting for his position in the, uh, in, in the division here And that's the reason I'm kind of I'm just banking on him a little bit And when it's the flyer, that's what you do Plus 450, they get the finish Beni I like that bit. I like that bit. All right, um, let's run through a few of the other prices here. I was really looking at this Julia Via price of minus minus one five five against uh, against Misha Tate, who's plus one twenty five. Like the last time out, I'm pretty sure I, I, gave, I gave Tate, and I kind of regretted it uh, after all of that. Like she. Uh, she fought Lauren Murphy And you know I think it would have necess- It would have kind of been A good matchup for her no, I think Lauren has improved An awful lot But Misha didn't look great In that fight Now Julia Villa She's no world beater either You know She's lost to Sajara Eubanks And a few more as well But you know She beat Julia Stolyarinko She finished her I just Like she's 35 years of age As well So maybe this is The type of matchup They're kind of giving to Misha Day to get her back And winning ways But I find it very hard to back Misha Tate these days. Do you know what? That's maybe maybe one I'm avoiding. I'll, prob- I'll probably lean... Do you know what? I lean Tate because of the price, but if you are to give me straight-up bets, I'd probably lean Avia. via, to be honest. Um... Brundage and Reese. Brundage, the underdog, minus 138, minus 225 for uh, for Reese there. I think that's about right. We talked about Closa and uh, Selecki. Close is all the way into around minus 122 now in some places. Selecki is around the, the plus 105 uh, underdog there. Costa and Garcia. Garcia is a sneaky one. When he turns up, he's good and he's around minus, plus 200 there. I think that's an interesting enough price. Uh, Costa around minus 240. Uh, I like, uh, do you know what? Pateria against Bellator uh, Bellator never die um, I was kind of looking Pateria like not the best fighter In the world but can, You know I can get a bit of a finisher At times a plus 300 possibly uh, There's a few other Close matchups then Gooden against Thurman, Hart against Hardy They're both around the same The, uh, the underdogs are Gooden and Hardy And they want to both around minus 150 Sorry plus 150 Around the minus 180 for their opponents uh, I'd probably go for Torman, but I'd probably go for Hardy as the underdog. There, uh, I like Hardy, and uh, I think she's a, you know, she's a good fighter and improving all the time as well. Um, Stulfus against Soriano. Suryano the big favorite there. I believe that price has moved a little bit. Let me just check. Um, yeah, it was no, that, well, it hasn't moved massively. I suppose it was in towards minus uh, two sixty over the last couple of days, and minus two ninety now uh, in places. Um, probably wouldn't go for it at that price. Let's check the knockout I like. I always like uh, Soriano via, via knockout It's only plus 115 um, pro- I'd probably go for it But that, that would be The bet I would go for I don't think I'd go for him Straight up at that price um, Silva against uh, Guida Guida the, the legend The big underdog I'm Plus 250 Minus 325 For Silva I think that's the way it'll go Then we've uh, The main fights Gastelum Plus 105, minus 118, minus 125, another place of Sean Brady. Rob Font, the favourite, minus 145, minus 150, minus 136 uh, in some places. And Figueiredo, around the plus 120. Bobby Green, plus 180, all the way up to around plus 190. And you can get Turner anywhere from minus 215, all the way out to minus 230. And then the main event straight up prices, minus 280 for Saryukin. Dariush uh, for the uh, win at plus 2-0. Two, two Let's look at a couple of props for that. <coughs> if you fancy the fight to go to decision, plus 125 doesn't go to decision, minus 163. So the betting people fancy to finish inside the distance, so that kind of goes along to my bet that I gave you there. Let's see the you can finish prices. Him to get the knockout, plus 125. I think that'll probably be ground upon people are thinking of. Mm, not the biggest fan of that. Um... So, you can submission plus 1,000 plus 1,300 for Darius submission. That's not a bad flyer either. Plus 1,300 Darius submission. You know, if you have a fiver you never want to see again, that's not a bad uh, bad at all. And Darius via knockout plus uh, 600. You know, not bad either. Not bad either. Uh, all right, those are uh, some of the bets for the weekend. Let me just recap my bets. Closa minus one. I, and I always say close as well because of the Miroslav close to the soccer player. I apologize if I'm. I'm, I'm pronouncing the, the the proper German way. Uh, <laughs> minus 136 for Drakkar Klose. Uh The decision I'm going for in Turner versus Green at plus 120. Minus 136 for Rob Font. Minus 118 for Sean Brady. And the flyer of the week. Benil Larryush to win inside the distance at plus 450. All right, everyone, we leave it there. If you like this video, please give it a uh, thumbs up please give it uh, a subscribe and uh, let us know what you think in the comment section below. Give me your bet for the weekend. All right, I'll leave it there, everybody. I'm, my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. I'll see you all.